Hey dancers, welcome to the show. I'm Julie and I'm your host today on this episode of Broche Banter. I both own and teach at Broche Ballet, a ballet school just for adults in Denver, Colorado and virtually online. Join us as we explore all things adult ballet. Today on the show, we have Jojo, a former competitive cheerleader who took up ballet as an adult. Shortly after, she began the Adult Ballet Collective, a popular free collection of resources for adult dancers just like us. On this episode, we talk about the obsession and love of ballet, progress, and her journey with the Adult Ballet Collective. Enjoy! But how are you? It's amazing seeing you in, I guess, in person. I know, this is so fun. I know, I've been seeing you for so long. I remember when you started the Adult Ballet Collective. I mean, I was thinking it didn't feel like that long ago, but then I went back at Instagram and I was like, oh, it's actually been a couple of years, but it feels so recent to me when you first started it and thinking how cool it was to be able to have, you know, such a great collection of resources. And now here you are. How great is this? (laughs) I know it's crazy. I just can't believe how much, how much it's changed my life. And um, I think it's just so cool as well, like seeing you here, because I feel like I already know you because I watch so many of your videos. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. So. You started ballet not too long ago as well, is that right? Yes, so I started, um, I think it was in February of 2018. Okay. So not too long ago. Um, and yeah, it's been such a crazy whirlwind, whirlwind of a journey, like changed my life. I started sort of, I started it because I thought I'd always wanted to do it, um, but I didn't think I'd get so involved in it. And it really consumes you, which is, is amazing. Yeah. It really does. There's, it's hard to be half in ballet. Yeah, totally. <laughs> it does sort of <laughs> capture your whole imagination. Well, yeah, so totally. You started the Adult Ballet Collective short, just like right after you started ballet, pretty much. Yeah, pr- pretty much. Because I started the Adult Ballet Collective in December of 2018. Okay. Yeah. So, um... It was sort of at that time where I started really getting into it. Um, I spent that whole year really working hard on myself. And that's when I did, you know, a lot of research. And I found that, like, there were a lot of resources, but I found it quite difficult to find them online. And I thought, why don't we have this collective where it's really easy to find things and we can all have this connection and just to really have that community. How did that affect your journey with ballet like having started this did that help you with motivation did that make anything more difficult how did that affect your journey absolutely I think it really helped it because it's so nice to know that you're not alone Mm -hmm. starting ballet as an adult is not easy Um, it's so challenging physically and mentally but also when you feel alone and you feel like you're doing this by yourself it doesn't feel great it's so hard to motivate yourself but to have this community of people and um, to be able to connect with them and learn about their journeys and their struggles it's so good to have people to relate to Mm -hmm. well it's um, for whatever reason we feel like we are the only ones who can't turn out our legs or we're the only ones who can't point our feet or we're (laughs) you know the only ones who can't do it and it feels like especially if you hop into a drop-in class where people have been doing it for a little bit longer than you are, there's Mm -hmm. a big mix of levels. You see everyone else doing these things and you assume that they have been doing it since the beginning and you forget that they probably started the same as you, even if it was (laughs) so true. 
yeah, everyone has to start somewhere. And I think that's something so important. Like everyone needs to learn to be a bit kinder to themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of us come to adult, uh, adult ballet and it's, it's really difficult because we're so used to being good at things because we're grown-ups. Yeah. <laughs> and coming to something and being a beginner and being a student can be really hard. Um, mentally and physically so I think it's really important everyone needs to be a bit kinder a bit more understanding and not be so hard on yourself like have fun with it (laughs) that's always an interesting um an interesting point in terms of having fun with it right so it's like a very serious art form but how do you Mm -hmm. find the balance between taking it like we take it seriously obviously right we're both here because (laughs) like a thing right so how do you take it seriously while having fun at the same time what's your take on that yeah totally like it it is hard to find the balance I think um, you have to take it all and have that understanding that you're coming to it as an adult your body is already molded you know you're not going to have that 180 degrees turnout your legs aren't going to be up here maybe some maybe they are for some of you but you know we can always hope but I think you have to laugh at yourself sometimes and, and I do that a lot. And I had this ballet teacher that once said to me, um, I don't care if you do it wrong, but just do it wrong and do it proud. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I think people need to be kinder to themselves in that way because you're not going to be perfect from day one, you know, and every day is not going to be the same. Right. Well, you're never going to be perfect <laughs> even in the end. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> in ballet, yeah, for sure. <laughs> even once you're at your last day. totally (laughs) yeah we're always working and but that's the beauty of it it's the progress and it's the journey and I think that's what makes it so special I get I think one of the most common questions I get on my Instagram is how do you go on point or how long did it take you and something I always say to people is that enjoy the process don't rush it and point is an amazing goal to have and I am so honored to be able to go on point as an adult. I just think it's, I'm so lucky and I'm so grateful for that opportunity, but you really have to work for it. And the process is really fun too. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the beautiful thing. Yeah, I think that if you only have your eyes set on the end goal and then you get there, it's gonna be less fun to actually be there, right? Because it's the thing, especially yeah. the point to, to kind of play on that. Once you get on point, it's more work, it's more, studying it's more of everything and so you want to be able to enjoy that process so that when you get your point shoes you're still motivated to keep working at it because it's not easy in and of itself so then you want to be like that's right yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah when I felt like I when I started point I felt like I was actually starting ballet all over again Mm -hmm. it was just completely new it was it just felt so different and it made me so grateful to have that foundation though because I worked you know, I personally worked really hard to get on point. I did come to ballet with um, some background. I, I did cheerlead, competitive cheerleading for three years. So I had some body awareness and, you know, some flexibility and strength already. Um, but to mold myself for ballet, that was, you know, a whole other thing. Mm-hmm. And um, coming to point again was just this whole new thing. And I really felt like it was a struggle because I felt like point's amazing, but I'm not getting anywhere. Mm-hmm. I felt like that for the first six months definitely just I didn't feel like I was progressing at all (laughs) and I was so scared to let go of the bar (laughs) I know it's crazy the the point progress is so building under the water like you see nothing for a very long time and then all of a sudden Mm -hmm. you see progress it's not like yeah there's no you can't see it along the way so you really want to be able to enjoy that process I feel like it's that's right yeah work you work you oh so true I've never been a turner (laughs) never I still 
still can't really turn. <laughs> Sometimes you know, I'll whip out a good one, but you know, we'll see. <laughs> honestly, pirouettes are my least, one of my least favorite things. So I'm actually thrilled to be trapped in home can pirouette. It's great. We don't have to do it for a little while. We can just work yeah. on the technique and get back to pirouettes later. <laughs> well, pirouettes and um, petite allegro, that is just, my brain just cannot do that. Mm-hmm. Like physically, I cannot get those messages from my brain to my feet. <laughs> like coordination central. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> so all the way back in the very beginning when we hopped on, mm-hmm. you mentioned just how much ballet and adult ballet collective has changed your life. What is what did it change from? What it tell me about that? Yep. So when I started uh, ballet and the adult ballet collective as well, I was actually working full time in advertising. And um, I also did a little bit of content creation through another Instagram account. And that, I guess that's why I started Adult Ballet Collective as well, because I was a content creator and I just wanted to contribute and give back to these, this amazing community. Um, and how it's changed my life is it's just changed my complete perspective. Mm. So basically, well, before all this Corona stuff, um, I, you know, I, start, I moved to a new city as well. And I actually started um, at a new ballet school and this year I started student teaching there and working there as admin and I just really enjoy being in that environment and that's not something I ever thought I would do just because I didn't do ballet or any really dance as a child Um, and I just think it's amazing because I've always wanted to do ballet and it's just so funny how what you really want to do as a kid can kind of come back around and full circle. (laughs) I never thought I would be a dance teacher but you know, to be able to make ballet and dance my career now would be an absolute dream. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't doing that two years ago. I was working in advertising. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. So why didn't you do it as a kid? Um, it was just financial reasons, I guess. I did play the violin. I was really lucky and grateful to be able to be quite musical as a child, but um, it wasn't something my parents really encouraged, I guess. Dance wasn't on the table, you know, and I always asked about it and always complained and I was always saying, like, all the other kids are doing it. This is what I want to do. And I did do some classes, like very limited classes. When I got a job, um, I started paying for my own dance classes at a local studio. Um, But they were kind of like these jazz combination, you know, not, it was never ballet, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's what I really wanted to do. Yeah, the, it's, it's, uh, ballet is a whole super special place, right? The other Mm -hmm. kinds of dance are also super fun and have their thing, but ballet is just a whole other kind of special world. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, so, um, what is it, what is dance like in Australia? What is, um, what is the community like there? It seems like at least what I see on the internet, there's lots of dance in Australia and especially adult dance. Is that how, tell me about it. Yeah, it's fantastic. Look, when I started, I was, I found it difficult to find schools, but now that I'm really in it, you know, it's so easy, like almost every studio is offering it Mm -hmm. and I'm just meeting more and more people. I definitely do think it's growing um, here, but it's just great. When I first started in Melbourne, I was doing some classes at the Australian Ballet, which was just amazing because you're dancing in like professional studios. The teachers are great. There's a huge adult ballet community there. So it's really awesome to be able to be there physically and also to connect with everyone online. Mm-hmm. Um, even here where I am, which is sort of an hour and a half from Sydney, 
So it's a little bit more uh, rural and suburban. Um, it is not as big here, but it's pretty big in Sydney. So I like to travel to Sydney a bit to do like the workshops and things like that when I can. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's great there. Yeah. That's awesome. What do you have your sights set on next? What's your next goal either with ballet or the adult ballet collective? What, where, where are you headed? Yeah, well, I guess the big dream would be able to work on adult ballet collective full time. Um, you know, it's a project that is, I guess I never really started it. I didn't start it to make money or anything. It was just started to act as a resource in the community and just to give back because I feel like I've, I've gotten so much from the community for my journey and I'm so honored to be a part of everyone's journey as well. Like it's just so amazing connecting with um, all the members, you know, and hearing everyone's stories. So I really hope to make that my job in, in that way. It wouldn't even be a job, you know, it's, it's a passion project. So we, we've just started the YouTube channel, which, you know, I'm trying to, trying, trying to do that. Um, don't have any proper equipment or anything so it's a bit of a fun setup but we'll see how it goes you know I, I'm I like to keep it pretty chill and just to see how it goes I didn't I honestly did not expect the adult ballet collective to grow to how much it is now I've just it's just something that I've just done for fun and it's become really amazing yeah well I think people can tell that you know that you're genuine about caring about the community, you know, especially with wonderful things that you put together, like the intensive that was so fun and so popular um, to have people be able to just, you know, have these resources, because as you mentioned, their resources are there, but sometimes it's hard to find them or it's hard to collect them or it's hard to put them together. And so offering that for people um, is a huge deal. Totally. And it's, it's been so fun connecting with obviously you, Julie, and the Broche Ballet team and, and just like so many amazing content creators that I just think deserve to be discovered by more people. Um, it's so great to connect with people that sort of think alike and have a similar journey. Um, but, you know, maybe a few more years ahead of me. And mm -hmm. I just think there's so much to learn. And that's what I love doing. I love learning. That's great. That's what ballet is all about. That's what business is all about. <laughs> that's that's right. what the whole thing's all about. <laughs> very true um talk to me about talk to me about motivation what motivates you right you've got projects you've got ballet mm -hmm. we're all now at home talk to me about what motivates you what motivates me I guess is well obviously everyone wants to see results right your goals you know you always have goals but I just think I love waking up and doing a bar I love the movement of it and I remember even when I was working full-time and I've had you know completely crappy day and I'm like not don't want to go to class and you know like it's 5 30 I want to go home but I still show up to that ballet class and I do the bar and I feel the music and it feels amazing I am completely in my own world and it just allows me to be whoever I want to be um you know when you're an adult you you do a particular career or whatever and that's your identity but being a being an adult ballerina allows you to do that, just that. Mm -hmm. And it's just so simple. And I just love that. That's so powerful. I've heard that from mothers as well. Um, especially, you know, we have when we, when we meet mothers in our studio mm -hmm. who get a moment to be them and not be mom, yeah. like obviously it's wonderful and magical, yeah. mom, but you also can lose yourself in that process and you can totally be this person or this character, even if you're playing a role. 
Yeah, it's so personal. Like, I mean, obviously the community is amazing and to connect with other people, but everyone's ballet journey is so personal and we all do it for different reasons. Mm -hmm. But I think it's really nice that we have that connection with the movement and the music and that's why we're doing it. So true, so true. <laughs> um, so, how, so how has it been dancing at home? It's been good. Um, <laughs> it's been a challenge, yep. but it's been fun. Um, you know, sometimes it's hard to get dressed and to, to do it, you mm -hmm. know, but um, since I've set up my own little studio, that's been uh, more motivating because I actually have the space and it's really changed the whole feel of it. So it's really leveled up my experience to make mm -hmm. it feel like, hey, I'm at ballet. This is my ballet space now. This okay. isn't my home. Yeah, so I think it's important to have that. I know it's so hard because everyone's spaces are different, but, you know, my house is 30 square meters, so it's, it's pretty small. Yeah. And if I've managed to do it, I think you can as well. <laughs> um, yeah, so it is hard. Um, but, you know, sometimes you feel like doing it in your pajamas and sometimes you want to go in full ballet gear. Totally up to you. You mm -hmm. do you. <laughs> now, did I see you tap dancing in one of your videos? Yes, I started tap dancing this year and oh, it's been fun. super fun. Yeah, it's been really fun because um, I've never really done anything like that before. I guess the same as ballet and tap is so different. It's so different. Um, but I think it's really helped me with the musicality of things mm -hmm. as well, really listening and also um, with just the foot articulation because you're really controlling different muscles there. And I actually found my feet were really sore from the first few weeks of doing it. Mm -hmm. um, and I would say like to all ballet dancers, try different things because it really helps. Everything helps. Like ballet obviously is my first passion, but to be able to do other dance as well is really, really cool. Tap is so hard, especially the coordination of it. It's, <laughs> it's very intense. <laughs> yeah, it's not easy, but you know, it's super fun. And you know what? Noisy shoes are so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> You're so right. They, it's great to be able to make noise with your feet. It's really satisfying. Oh, totally. You feel so powerful. <laughs> you totally do. <laughs> Especially on the stomping type steps. It just feels great to just let it out. Yeah. Oh, it's great. It just, you feel like a kid again. You can just let loose. And, you know, ballet is fun, but it's so structured sometimes. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, you have to be perfect. There's, there's a correct way of doing it. And obviously in tap, there is a correct way, but you can just be a bit more loose, you know? <laughs> it's more up for interpretation within the technique. That's right. <laughs> right. Yeah. As long as you're making the right noises, right? <laughs> right. You got to sound like everyone else, but you can then do what you want with your upper body. <laughs> totally. Yeah, that's right. Um, it's, it's interesting that you mentioned trying other styles. I know when I started ballet, I really was very opposed to other styles because I really loved ballet. And, you know, if you only have so much time in the day, you want to spend it on ballet. And it was, it was like, I really, really wanted to do only that. But then in college, got a dance minor and was kind of forced to branch out and try other things. And then at that point really found the, the variety to be useful to my ballet. And therefore it felt useful yeah. to do it, to serve the ballet. Um, have you tried any other styles as well? I do a little bit of contemporary, okay. um, which is really fun as well, because I feel like I can use a lot of my ballet technique for that. And I can bring that and I can use, you know, a little bit of contemporary for ballet as well. Um, a little bit more of the feeling and things like that. So I think they really complement each other. Mm -hmm. Is that, what was, what's the hardest thing you find about contemporary? Um, 
parallel. Mm. <laughs> yeah, not turning out. Um, just because in ballet, I just keep trying to train myself to always be turned out, you know, hips squared, things like that. But contemporary, it's all turned in and funny shapes. <laughs> <laughs> it's a whole different thing. Oh, really different. Different, but the same. It's, it's hard. There's, you know, there's a lot of similarities, but there's a lot of differences. Right. Um, last little bit that I want to ask you here. I want to, I want to ask you a little bit about progress, both from your perspective mm -hmm. and what you hear from your community, because the adult ballet collective is really a big community. I'm sure you hear a lot from people. What is your, what is your thought on, on progress, on making progress, setting goals, um, that whole idea? That's a really difficult question because obviously everyone is so different. Mm -hmm. um, I personally feel I've been doing ballet for over two years now and I still feel like a beginner. I only ever really book in for beginner classes and things like that whenever I go to workshops. And, and you know, sometimes like people, they say, oh, you're so good. And I'm like, that's such an amazing compliment. But, you know, I, I sometimes can't let myself accept that. And I think it's, it's a really difficult thing because pr people have different expectations for themselves as well. And that's, I think it comes back to the thing of just like be, being kind to yourself. And I need to learn to do that as well. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, I do feel that a lot of people feel that ballet progress is slow mm -hmm. and, and it is, but sometimes, sometimes things just click and people have different strengths and different weaknesses. And that's what we just have to sort of go towards and work towards that. Um, we just need to acknowledge that, hey, today is not my day for pirouettes <laughs> or today is not my day for um, petit allegro. Um, but it's, again, it's all about the journey. So I think that's the important thing. Focus on the journey and you'll get there in the end. But don't like, I don't, don't forget to enjoy it. You know, don't keep putting yourself down because that's the part that you're really going to look back on. Yeah, you you're you make some good points about, you know, on the journey, you have to also be kind to yourself and keep going. You also want to, you know, strive towards these goals, but be kind to yourself along the way. So you mentioned, you know, you don't want to accept that you're already very good because you want to keep mm -hmm. working towards your goals. So how do you find a balance between um feeling good enough and still having goals that would imply that you need to keep working. What, what, how, how do you balance that? Difficult, isn't it? <laughs> some days you just, some days you're like, oh God, that was, I did absolutely terrible in that class. You know, okay, I'm going to work harder and things like that. Um, I think one thing that definitely helps is to never compare yourself to anyone else. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, there's so much ballet content out there that is just perfection, like hyperextended legs, this and that, you know. And, and, and as adult ballet dancers, it's really hard. We're not going to look like that. <laughs> you know, these, these people started ballet when they were three years old. Their bodies are molded for this. You can't compare yourself to that because that is not a true reflection of your progress. Mm -hmm. um, one thing that I like to tell myself is um, because I have done classes with some amazing and really, really lovely, like 14 year old girls and they're just fantastic legs up here, you know, all this there, <laughs> like triple pirouettes, you know, all that. They're amazing. And, you know, I'm attempting these difficult steps for myself. And what I like to say to myself is, 
okay, I've been doing ballet for two years. I, I'm trying to imagine these dancers attempting these steps when they've been doing ballet for two years. Mm -hmm. So maybe like they'd be a five-year-old trying to <laughs> do this um, combination and, you know, it's ridiculous. So you've got to look at it that way and say, hey, you know, I'm actually doing okay for the amount of time that I've been doing this. Mm -hmm. And um, you got to let yourself have it. Be like, that's great. I was awesome today. I was so on, you know, compliment yourself once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> that's a very important perspective to remember, comparing yourself to where they were, mm -hmm. where other people were when you were, when they're at the same amount. Yeah. You, a little about we talked in the beginning where everyone thinks they're alone and not being able to do a pirouette because they're watching other people mm -hmm. who started five years before them do pirouettes. That's right. And so it's, if you compare them to two years in, that's, that's, easier to see than them now. That's right, right? yeah. I think as, um, as a teacher, I feel very, it, it, it changed my own perception of progress because I have seen all of the checkpoints along the journey, right? So I can see that if mm -hmm. someone's been doing something for two years, that that is very good for two years in and that someone who's been doing it for four years, that is very good for four years in. Mm -hmm. And so for me, it's actually changed how I think about progress because I see people at at the beginning and I know that yeah. I can tell what progress looks like for them because I'm like wow someone at someone who's been doing this for three months has been able to hold their core for an entire two-minute combination that's massive they look in the mirror and they just see all the things that they need to work on but I'm like that is a huge deal that you were able to mm -hmm. do that small thing that is progress for your level I'm like yeah you're not Brian, they'll say, well, my leg doesn't look like your leg. Okay, well, I've been doing it for 10 years. You know, that's like a different story. Totally. Yeah, it's, it's so different. And um, one thing that my current ballet teacher does for us, which I think is really great, is she teaches us combinations in sort of levels so, or layers. The first layer is the feet. Mm. And once you've perfected that, you can do the second layer, which is the arms. And that's the combination. And then the third layer is the head, you know, mm -hmm. and the eye line. And it's really interesting because you're adding on these layers as you go and some combinations, I'm like, oh, yeah, I can do all three. But others, I'm like, not just the legs today. That's all I'm going to attempt. I'm going to just perfect the legs. And then I can move on to the arms. Mm -hmm. It's really so many layers. And then once you get all those layers, mm -hmm. there's more layers to add on after that. Oh, totally. <laughs> Expression and all of that. <laughs> right. The emotion, that whole thing. <laughs> yeah. Not biting totally. whatever it is when you're doing it. Oh, I know. The concentrating face. <laughs> like... <laughs> We all have, what's your concentrating face? When you're, when you're like really focused, what do the teachers always tell you to fix? Um, my hips. Your hips. Yeah, that's like my main thing. It just, I just always need to tuck it under. Mm. And it's something that I know I need to do, but it's just, doesn't happen. Doesn't, doesn't like wanna. it. <laughs> it doesn't wanna, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> it's, that's just how it is. <laughs> I know that's just my body and that's just what I have to work with so mm -hmm. you know like I said we all have our strengths and weaknesses and most of us that have been doing ballet for a little while will know them <laughs> but it's just something like, yeah <laughs> got it yeah totally it's just something that you just oh yeah I know I know that <laughs> oh that again <laughs> um I think when you mentioned not comparing yourself to others I think like dancing at home has so many challenges but I the more I do it, the more I find benefits. I find one huge benefit is that I'm not comparing myself to others. Like even mm -hmm. when we had our masterclass yesterday with Madame Olga, which was hilarious and amazing. Um, it was in a room, a Zoom room of 60 people and mm -hmm. Madame Olga was there. And I know that me in person would have been so intimidated by that environment. 
I would have been so intimidated by the beautiful technicality of Madame Olga herself. I would have been so intimidated by 60 dancers in the room mm -hmm. looking at each other. But on Zoom, it was me and Madame Olga. I could see everyone else's little squares. I knew they were there. I could feel their presence, but I wasn't intimidated by them. Yeah, you're in a, you're in your own safe space. <laughs> mm -hmm. Have you found that as well? Definitely, I think um, it does feel good because you don't you definitely you don't see the other dancers who you 100% don't compare yourself to them. Um, so it is great in that way. I definitely think um, this whole situation that the world's in, you know, has brought up so many different aspects and really, I guess, opened people's minds to things. Because I think from now on you know, now that I've set up this home studio, I will continue to do online classes as well, in addition to the, my ones in the studio. Mm -hmm. And I will continue to work on myself at home because I've got the space for it now. Right. And the motivation, you know how to motivate yourself. And the motivation, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I want to get your perspective on the question that I get a lot, which is like, I feel like I'm losing my technique at home. Um, and I, I think I always say to them, and I'm very curious what you think as well, that if you're losing your technique at home, what you're gaining is the ability to work on your technique. You're gaining the motivational mm -hmm. skills so that when you are able to continue with a teacher in person or in a private online setting, you can, you now have the motivation to take those corrections and apply them. So building yeah. that motivation perhaps is a more important skill right now than building that technique. Do you get that question? That's right. Yeah, I, I do a little bit. Um, I, I definitely got that before. I think look, it's hard, you know, because we all have different kind of motivational factors and we all take corrections differently as well. I mean, I personally love corrections. Like, please give me all the corrections. <laughs> Tell me everything I'm doing wrong because I want to work on it and I want to be better. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I know that some people don't really like corrections because maybe it's difficult to hear that you're not perfect. <laughs> well, it totally is. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, one thing that really helps me is having the mirror Mm -hmm. and learning how to correct myself mm -hmm. because you know like I said before my hips is always like tucking them in that's always been a problem and looking at myself in the mirror and being able to see that oh I know exactly what my ballet teacher is seeing you yeah. know I need to tuck my hips under or you know ha having you need to be able to look at yourself and and be ju not too judgmental but kind of see where your corrections are coming from and just try and fix it yourself Mm -hmm. I think <laughs> yeah using the mirror is always interesting you you use the word judgmental um and it's hard to I feel like there's a line between critiquing and judging yeah absolutely um I think I think what I wanted to say is you want to be more constructive <laughs> with the criticism um and sort of understand like I said understanding where your teacher's coming from yeah. uh, when you look at yourself and don't don't look at things that are absolutely like oh my face looks horrible today or things like that it's more it's more so like okay I understand I understand my arms are too high in the second okay this this is not the shape that I want um, a little bit lower oh this feels better and I can see it looks better and understanding that kind of feeling mm -hmm. yeah that's a very different mental self-talk than oh I don't look great mm -hmm. in this leotard or like whatever you want. That's right. That's what we want to completely avoid. We don't want that. Yeah. It's almost a skill in and of itself to be able to look at yourself in the mirror as like a third party um, and yeah. say like, I, you know, I don't necessarily like how my leg looks there, but that's not what we're talking about. We are talking yeah. about if my leg is turned out, if the muscles are engaged in like more of an anatomical, like skeletal approach mm -hmm. and not like a on the surface kind of approach. Mm -hmm. 
totally. And look, look, you know your own body. And you said, wow, this turnout is great for me. Like, this is great for me. And I think you have to tailor your approach to yourself. Mm -hmm, for sure. It's, it's very personal. And the mirror has to be used as a tool and not just like staring at yourself, judging everything about how you look, because then it's just going to be, I mean, Valley's already hard enough if you're not beating yourself up over what you look like. Totally, totally. And also just, you don't need to be a mirror dancer. <laughs> but always staring. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the little head bob. Yeah. Well, um, as we wrap up here, what, what final thoughts do you have for our adult, our adult ballet community? What do you want everyone to know? What, what do you, what's your final advice that you want to give out to the, to the adult ballet world? Just be safe and happy and keep dancing. Just don't stop dancing. Um, I, just, I just want everyone to come out of this whole um, experience with more kindness and understanding just for the world and for themselves. And I think it's important that there's obviously so many masterclasses and so many amazing events going on now, but I don't want people to have to feel pressured to dance every day. You know, that's, you, you don't have to work on yourself every single day. That's difficult. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I think be kind to yourself, allow yourself some pleasures in life. And, you know, it's, it's not, I don't know. I'm seeing so many people with such making such amazing progress. And I think that's fantastic. I think people are doing more, more and more classes, but you know, you go on social media and you see that, but I don't think that's necessary. You, you do you, you do what makes you happy. If you want to dance today, dance today. If you want to stay in bed today and eat ice cream, you stay in bed and you eat ice cream. <laughs> like, you know, I'm all for that. And I've had days like that myself as well. And you know, it, it's hard. Like I struggle sometimes because there's always a mountain of work to do with the adult ballet collective, you know, emails to answer mm -hmm. messages and all that kind of stuff. And sometimes it's hard because I'm only one person and that's what we have to acknowledge. We're only one person. Mm -hmm. So just be your person. <laughs> well, that's great advice. Thank you so much for your time today. It's so fun to have you on the podcast. Thanks, Julie. Just want to say thanks a huge, huge, huge bunch to you and the Brush Ballet team. This event is just so fantastic um i wish i could stay up for it <laughs> but i'm already in my pajamas so i'm basically ready to go to bed um, but i wish you the best for it and i think it's just so fantastic bringing the community together um during a time like this and just having something to celebrate about so love to all of you you too <laughs> thank you so nice thank you Thanks for listening today, dancers. For more adult ballet, you can follow our studio on Instagram and Facebook at Broche Ballet. You can follow me on Instagram at Julie the Ballerina, or check out our blog and YouTube channels for even more content. You can also dance with us in our online studio. To have your story featured on our podcast, email us at hello at brocheballet.com. Today's show was produced by Jackie Dolman. I'm Julie Gill, and this was Broche Banter. Happy dancing! <laughs>